Everybody music It's an ancient genre And the latest craze Everybody music It's a human revolution Not a passing phase Cause everybody is a musical body Designed from the ground up to connect And everyone can be a music gardener All you got to do is sow Seeds of music wherever you go Don't forget to word them, huh? Everybody music It's us Okay, so here's another um, interview from the archives. This is an interview I did with my high school teacher, Wally Glickman. And it's, it's called, I'm calling this, um, It's All Relative. And because Wally was the one who first introduced me in high school to the Einstein's theory of relativity. And, you know, and since then, I've been doing a lot of thinking about it. It's like, it, it's like death. It's that, it's that. You know, impossible to really understand, and I just keep thinking about it. You know, I think this might come out in here. You know, as we talk about truth, music, and how they might relate to Einstein's theory of relativity. Okay, enjoy. All right, so Wally, um, I, uh, I I want to introduce you to the to the listening audience. Okay. Um, Wally Glickman is, um, was my, 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 uh, my favorite teacher at, at Skunk Hollow High School. And, um, so, and Wally was teaching, um, relativity. And, um, so that was like, I didn't really understand it and I still don't, but. I've been trying to apply it to music and social interactions, you know, the way we talk to each other. And I, I, I'm wondering is if, if you would concur with some of my I, thinking on this. So maybe could I tell you a little bit about my thinking? Sure. Um, that relativity, as I see it, is about that there is nothing that's fixed. Is that one part of it? Um, uh, you know, I, I, go on, because I mean, okay. it's a good beginning. That's yeah. Be good. Okay. I don't want okay. to okay. get myself in a corner. <laughs> like there's no, there's not, nothing is, is like fixed in a location. Like there's no location that, that um, it's all about relationships. Um, yeah. So that, like the, the, the sun is not fixed. The sun is in, re in relationship to the earth. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you could say that the earth is going around the sun, but you could also say the sun is going around the earth. And it's, yes. it actually, they're both equally true. Is that, is that correct? I, I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's a point of view argument from right. Position of the Earth, the Sun moves. If you're on the Sun, the Earth moves. If you see an elevator door, you know if you're inside an elevator and the door opens or something like that, and you see the floor moving up or down, it is the floor is moving up and down to you. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And so it's like it's teaching me to um, to to uh, about that perspective. And so like when I talk to somebody. And I tell them my point of view. It's just my point of view from where I am. It's like what I see from my vantage point, and their point of view is what they see. Mm -hmm. And so, and our it's about our relationship to each other mm -hmm. that really is the importance of the conversation. Like that's really what is important in the conversation. Just like what's and, and so, and you know, I, I, I use it in music too, like um, rather than teaching about like uh, focusing on the, the, the notes, but mm -hmm. 
but it's about the relationships yeah. of the notes. And so this note is this far away from that note. And so because of that particular distance, there's a it's certain like quality. When you transpose, you, you're just actually doing that. The very, very relativistic kind of a thing. You by by just changing the key, the relationships are identical. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, you know, so, so I know that that's extremely simplistic uh, take on on relativity. But would you say that that's a piece of it? Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to say it's the whole thing, um, but I think it's a good, it's a good insight. It's, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm kind of um, trying to be a little defensive here, you know, like uh, just, you know, am I saying something I'm going to regret or something? But uh, I think so far, I, I think the, the feel that you have is, is the feel I have, you know, of it. Can I just mention this to you? Do you know that John Coltrane was interested in relativity? I think I did. I, I, I think I, that sounds familiar to me. Okay. And I'm not surprised because I've seen his chart. Like yes, he created the circle, his, the circle which, yeah. is, which is really interesting. I haven't really, you know, fully, you know, absorbed it. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I looked at it just the other way and I I couldn't really get into it. I, I didn't know where to start, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but I know it's the relativeness of starting. It's, it's you know, the transposition yeah. of the T's in the circle. But. Right. So um, do you do you feel like you could uh, explain a little bit about relativity? Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm sure I could. Uh, um, well, when when you when you say that that the the essence of the things that we see is relative, as you said at the beginning, that it's from your point of view, you know. But Einstein opens that up as, to such a, a general, important principle. Um, well, let me let me just be a little bit formal now. He, okay. he bases on two postulates. Those his starting points are two very strong assumptions that he can't prove, but he's assuming. Okay. One of them is that the speed of light is constant to everybody, no matter how fast you're moving or how fast the light source is moving. Okay, wait, wait. Can I can I jump in sure, here? Because uh, yeah. so um, the speed of light. So when he says it's one hundred eighty-six thousand miles per second. Yeah. That is really just kind of like almost random because it's a postulate like he's saying yeah that he's basing all this other things on and he has no way to know really no no he does he does have a way to know because it's okay. been measured it's been okay. measured i mean you know very ingenious kind of experiments but so many different kinds of ways but they all agree and they they pinpoint in 186,000 blah 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 down to the billionth you know and all these measurements agree so the the kicker of that assumption though is well how can that be how, how can this people be the same no matter who you are it's the same as to us as as on a rocket ship moving extremely fast because that's not true if you're in a boat alongside of a swimmer right and it's a fog say and the the, the swimmers got a light you see that light moving next to the boat's not moving because you and he are moving at the same speed through the water through the water right so the guy on the boat could honestly say, no, the speed of that person is zero to me on the boat. Right, right. But if but if someone is in the water still and they see that swimmer moving by, they could say, oh, he's moving three miles an hour or whatever, right? Yeah. And so say that light defies all that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what platform you're standing on. You measure light going by you, it'll be 186,000 miles a second. And it doesn't matter what speed your platform is. Now think about that for a while, because that's ridiculous. Right. Okay. That means light is an exception to everything else that we see move. Okay. And somehow he figured that he he figured that out based on his thought experiment of riding on a photon. Well, you know, he he was influenced by a lot of things. In part, the the the, the symbol for light, the speed of light is c, small c. 
right? MC equals MC squared. Small c is the speed of light. So we could talk about that instead of 186,250, you know, c. So that c appears in, in physics equations, very, very important physics equations. And so um, he, I think, was thought along the lines, it's got to be more to this than just an arbitrary number, you know. Uh, you know, in other words, it, it was a fixed number in our units, miles, hours, right. seconds, you know, yeah. million, million meters a second, you know, whatever you want to measure it, it, it's always the same for everybody who measures it. Right. Okay. And so, then he's, then he's, yeah, go ahead. You, you, so you can me, stop me like, anytime. Like, let's say, could you imagine that the speed of light let's, was only, what would happen if the speed of light was only? 10 miles an hour okay so like you're in a boat and the boat is going in relation to the water 10 miles an hour and Good. and it shines a light in front of it the light's not gonna right. go anywhere <laughs> right right this is a very thought experiment he had when he was 16. He, he actually thought about that, you know, that that like, you know, what if you actually get on a beam of light and you look under you, what's going on there, you know, because you're moving at the same speed of light. OK, so, yeah, so we're moving at the same the speed of light and it doesn't matter, really. It's because these are light just is... right. Light defines certain things. Um, so, OK, so. Let's say, let's make it like that you're on a train. I think it's a little easier for me to visualize. Yeah, yeah, he like, did that too. He did the, the train thing. Too. So like you're on a train that's going 10 miles an hour and light yeah. goes at 10 miles an hour. So yeah. the light is shining in front of you and it's not going anywhere. It doesn't go in anywhere. Oh, it does, because it goes 10 miles an hour faster than you are. Yes. And look at so, right. okay, that okay, would okay. Be a weird world. Okay, so and so you're standing on the side, and you see this train going by, and for you, the train and the light are going the same speed. Yes. Because light is going ten miles an hour in relation to you, and, and so, so is the, the train. train. So they're going the same right. speed. So um, now, the light from the train so that you can see the train. Um, you know, because yes. the only way you can see the train is if there's light coming off of it, right? Right. Because it's getting right. reflected or whatever. So it's right. coming off right. the right. train right. and it's going 10 miles an hour towards you. And so like, that's right. As the train is approaching you, you know, uh, it's coming along yep. and the light is coming at you 10 miles an hour. And so is the train. Right, so right, I right, guess right. So, um, so you're not going to see the train, I guess. So like, and then after it leaves you, the train is still going That's 10 right. miles an hour. And so is the light right. leaving it. So you never, right. you can't right. see the train. Is that, is that correct? I, I, I didn't follow <laughs> that. And at the end of the thing, I, let's do the train coming forward. I'm better at that. <laughs> okay. Um, can I, can I have a stationary object instead of a train? Just, just let's. Okay. Start with this, make yeah, make, create your own. I'm looking at a, a okay, clock. Okay, I'm looking at a clock, and the clock, the hands say nine o'clock. Yeah. Now, I look at it. It takes a zillionth of a second for the light to bounce off the clock into my retina, right? And in my retina, upside down, is a picture of a clock reading nine. Right. Okay. Now I start to move away from the clock at really high speed. Until let's say I move ten miles an hour, if you want the speed of light ten miles an hour, right? Then the light's never going to make it to my eye. Yeah. If if light is ordinary, right? In other words, if I can move at the speed of light away from that thing, the light will never reach my eye. Right. But let's go half. Suppose um, I'm only going half the speed of light. Yeah. Right. Away from the clock. Now the light's going to take longer to get to my eye, right? Because right. I'm moving away from it. Right. By the time it gets into my eye, let's say it reads 901, but it's really 902. Really. <laughs> well, actually, when, you, when you're looking at it, it's 901. Let's say it's 9 o'clock, yeah. right? You're looking at it. 9 o'clock. 
Yeah, and so by the time the light gets to you, it looks still looks it's like nine. Yeah, it's later, but it still says nine o'clock for later. you. Right, and if you're moving away at the speed of light, right, in the normal world, not not the Einsteinian world, if you're moving away at the speed of light, the light beam will never reach your eye, or the the, the change will never reach you. So what's stuck in your eye is nine o'clock. In other words, <clears throat> for you, time stops. Right. Now the clock is just one one example. I mean, it could be somebody drinking water. It could be anything, but it it. The image that's on your retina always stays what it was before you started moving away so fast because the light right. can't catch you. Right. Okay. So there's a, some other, you know, kind of real problems <laughs> with with this situation too. But what what really pushed him to make changes was he said, "Okay, if that's the case." And the second posture I didn't get to, but, but so it's this is stuff to that he anything. was he was thinking about this when he was sixteen. Um, yes, yes, he was he was imagining um, moving away from a, be a beam of light and moving towards a beam of light and riding on a beam of light. And, yeah. But he knew that, according to the theory, light was oscillating electric and magnetic fields. So he was trying to picture what that that means. And it doesn't compute because it, it can't. Electromagnetic fields need to to propagate. You know, and they they need to to move. You know. Yeah. Otherwise, they don't make each other. It, it's that's from the field of electromagnetism, you know, which he knew. So he's drawing on all these different fields. But let me just do the second posture. That is, the laws of physics are the same in any system that's moving at the same at relative speeds to each other, but no acceleration. Just just look at, at systems moving at constant speed past each other. Right? He says the laws of physics are the same, and that's he didn't even invent that. He picked that up because Galileo, you know, hundreds of years earlier said, if you're on a boat in the fog, how do you know you're moving? You could be at rest or you could be moving, uh, you know, real fast. Or if you're on a rocket ship in outer space, if you can't see any markers outside and you're moving at a constant speed, the rocket ship says, the speedometer says 100,000 miles a second, you know, you don't know, right? Because there's nothing to compare it with. And anything you do on the rocket ship, throw up a ball, you know, it'll come right back down to the to where it was. Any law of physics you want to test, you can't tell if you're moving. If you think about that, oh, good example of that is um, you're in a car at a traffic light, and there's a car next to you, and you catch an eye with the guy in the car next to you. All of a sudden, the guy's moving up. You step on your brake because you think maybe you're going backwards. Right, right. You can't tell. Right. You don't know who's moving, right? Yeah. So, example of the motion being relative. So, if motion is relative, anything that you do in your cubbyhole, your train, your box, your boat, whatever it is, anything you do will not tell you what your speed is relative to anything else. Yeah. Now, you think about that and it makes sense. Right. The one about the light doesn't make as much sense at all. But to resolve these two, if, if he said these two things hold, then what he was forced to do was to say that our our measurement of lengths and time intervals and heaviness of objects all must be relative to the system. The speed of light is not relative to the system. Yeah, the I speed of light is the speed to whoever. All right, that's so, weird. That is weird. Don't, don't really understand that because it's 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 I think impossible to understand based on our knowledge of anything you know that we see. But but how did he understand it? And how I, I mean, how did he decide that that was true? Like, how did he get to that conclusion? The first sentence in his, you know, groundbreaking paper on on yeah. special theory of relativity was. Um, if you look at that experiment of and the explanation for it, you'd have a coil at rest. Now we know at this point, right? At rest, what do you mean by at rest, right? And you take a magnet and the magnet is moving, right? Yeah. The explanation of why the electricity comes is different than if the magnet was still and the coil moved. Really? Yes. Okay. Because the older physics, you know, was dealing with 
the systems, non-relativistic systems, you know, where uh, they assumed it was a rest. This goes back to Newton, where he believed there was such a thing as absolute rest. It, it was real to say what is really at rest. Right. And, you know, but, you know, Einstein was brought up in, in later words where we know the Earth moves. That was, uh, you know, new to Galileo, to Copernicus, right, and right. Stuff, what the Earth moves. Well, the sun is still, it moves around, but we know the sun isn't still either because that's revolving in the galaxy. So what is the galaxy doing relative to, so it was to say absolute rest. Well, Newton said it's the space itself that's at absolute rest. Right, right, right. But I said, how, how do you measure space? How do you, how do you, right. there's no marker there, you know what I mean? So, um, so, you know, so it's just a rethinking from the roots. You know, he said, let, let, let's just, Throw out all our, our preconceived notions. Just look at this at this situation here. And he said, so the idea. There's another kind of aesthetic here. You know, the idea that nature would care which one was moving is something we should get rid of. Th those situations are indistinguishable. They're indistinguishable. We yeah. may say, oh, this one's really red. Yeah. You know, can't tell. Yeah. So he was trying to think of a way to be able to keep that. Um, that unity of, of thinking, right? And the only out for him after after assuming for, for reasons I mentioned briefly, but that that speed of light is the same for everybody. The only way for him to change that was to say, okay, then what's changing is what is actually relative, not the speed of light, but our time measurements, our length measurements, and our measurements of matter, how heavy something is. Oh. So mass, length, and time, which was assumed to be how long is a ruler? It's 12 inches. To who? To anybody, it's 12 inches. But if the ruler is moving and you you, you measure it and account for everything, it's going to be smaller. Very, very minutely smaller until it approaches the speed of light. And as it's approaching the speed of light, we perceive it as shrunken because length is not an absolute. So it's not, you can't ask the question of what's the real length. The right. answer to that is like, all good questions, <laughs> has no answer. <laughs> right, right. The all, you said, you just said all, like all good questions, it has no answer. Yeah, I, I got that on, 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 on the internet from you. <laughs> oh, from me? <laughs> Yes. So anyway, so so the the outcome of of this way of thinking about things is that if you assume that light, unlike any other object that we know, does not the, the speeds are are not relative for light. I mean, this is the thing. Like somebody's, you know, I'm going back to this image all the time, but you know, somebody's running inside of a train at five miles an hour, right? Relative to the train, right? He, he's capable of running five miles an hour. It's not a long train, okay? Yeah. The train is moving at 20 miles an hour relative to the track. Right. Question, how fast is the guy moving? And you have to say relative to something. You can't just say, you have to say relative to, to the yes. train. Or relative, yes. relative to the ground. Relative to the train, he's moving at five. Relative to the ground, he's moving at 25. Or maybe you know, subtracted 20 miles an hour. Right, so he's running in the okay. train. I see. The train's right. moving at 20, the guy's moving at five inside the train. So he's either going 25 or 15, depending which way yeah. he's going, right? Right, right. Now, if you ask the question, how fast is he really going? Yeah. What's the answer? What's the answer? There is no answer, right? But there, well, what? you could do it in relation to light, though, maybe. Because light is is fixed. No, 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 no. I, I would leave it. There is no answer. There's no okay. really. There's no correct answer. Okay. It depends on what you're talking about. You know. Okay. Oh yeah. Because so you what could say it? you could say in relation to light. So like, like the light that's coming off. Like if somebody is on the side of the train, they're shining a flashlight. Anyway, wait a second. That's I'm going to go to another question. So let's say. Okay. That we lived, that human beings didn't have eyes. And so our our yeah. our only sense, um, besides touch, and smell and taste, were uh, was hearing. Okay, so light does not exist for us at all. Okay, right. So right. then the speed of sound would have 
would that be would that would that end up being the same like have the same effect for us like the speed of sound no 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 why not it's it's something well i i think we can explain um to ourselves satisfactorily uh, what sound is it, it's it, it's a vibration a, a physical vibration the right. string vibrates back and forth. It makes the air vibrate back and forth. That vibration, like a water wave, you know, uh, gets to the eardrum. The eardrum vibrates, right? Picks it up. You know, brain does something. You know, but but the idea of sound itself is a physical vibration of something, whether uh. it's water or molecules or stuff like that. Now, light, we don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> Okay, so that's why, that's why it's like, the, so, but you're not going to say that it's fixed. I mean, you say that it goes, it to, it's 186,000 miles per second in relation to everybody. Relative so, to anybody. Right, relative to anybody. So, so Einstein um, proved that you, everything, nothing is fixed. That you, it's, everything is in relation to something Except the else. speed of light. Well, the speed of light is, is, it's not that it's fixed, it's that it's always the same in relation to any, any object. So it's, there's a subtle right. difference in a way, because it's always, it's moving at the speed in relation to everything. Okay, so um, now I, I'm just wondering, um, because I believe that truth like is relative is a relative thing too like this and there's like different things that are that aren't there's no reference it's only in relation to something else and so like with music you know there, there are many ways that you could uh say that you know but like in terms of yeah so because there's all this people talking about truth you know like it's a, it's a big buzzword yep. these days yep. and like saying you yep. know like what is the truth of a particular situation so and i and i sometimes say like with like with history for instance like um you know what actually happened you could say that let's say well you're just looking let's say not let's not tie it to anything political let's try to make it as like unpolitical as possible so let's say historically okay. we say that I um, grew up in Skyview Acres, which, you know, which is the okay. same sit, um, place that I grew up in. Well, no, that's too complicated. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I'm trying to, I'm imagining if we're going to, if we're sharing this video. So um, to have out of context. Um, so, um, you know, I, I came to Prescott. You grew up in New York State, say. Okay, that I grew room. up. In, I grew up in New York State, right? And you could say that that's that's true. That's a fact. That's like just, you know, it's just a, a truth. But, um, what what does that mean that I grew up there? For instance, like like, did I <laughs> was I born? You know, you could just keep zeroing in on the details. And yeah. and to say that I was raised in New York State doesn't carry really any information. It's just like it, it, it's like a very it's just one little thing that doesn't really have that much meaning. So and then so what you take from it, like the meaning that you take from it, is relative to what you you're trying to say or what you. Uh, you know what your belief system is like the way you you see the world like like and there's so many different images that i have like new york state for instance like when i say i'm from new york people often think of new york city and it's like you know then you could get into all the whole you know like the the urban world and it's a completely different mm -hmm. thing than what i grew up with you know and so it's like um I, i'm really just like kind of you know, it could be that I'm just trying too hard to make some kind of connection here, 
But I, I think it's no, I, 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 I get from what you said. I, I think that's a, um, a really interesting thing. In other words, are there are there absolute things? You right. Know, if 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 space, time, and matter are relative, and those, that, those are pretty nitty gritty important stuff. The way, right, the way right. You see the world. Right. See, there you go. Uh, there, right. Yeah. So, um, are, are there absolutes? Are there absolutes? I'll tell you what Einstein said about that because th- th- this could be helpful. Um, he believes, I think, that um, all all our knowledge, our scientific knowledge, of of figuring out what the world is, you know, is hopefully increasing. We're, we're approaching it more, understanding what it is, and that there is an absolute. There is an absolute truth or an absolute reality or something like that, but I don't think we'll be able to get there. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing him. It, it's, right. it's something that that we're aiming for, but are we going to hit it? I, I don't. I don't think we're capable of that. You know, it, but it's there. It's like you know. Yeah, I mean, that's see the thing is, he said. No, no, okay. just just quick. Okay. I love this one. Very short. Facts. Are theory laden? He said, "All our facts are weighed down the way we think about the world." Wait, what's that again? The last thing. The way we think about the world, our theories, our assumptions, are just like what you said about you know you were raised in Skyview, but to somebody else who doesn't know about that, you know, what does it mean? Right. And, and, and yeah, also, you have, you, have have some, you have to be able to speak English. Yeah, blah blah blah. You know, right, right. Um, so, so, and I, I love this thing because I, uh, you know, Trump would love it too. Unfortunately, you know, but I mean that 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 when when uh, what's her name uh, Conway, you know, his uh, his uh, spokesman, spokes lady for a long long time. She said, "We have alternative facts." Remember? Yeah, right. Use that phrase. That's scary because we, we, I hate to be political about this kind of thing, but the, the, you know, progressive type thinking people really believe, I think, that there are a set of facts, that there are true facts. And to be able to say alternative facts or something like that really just blows us away. But, you know, I mean, is that possible? Is it possible that there are alternative facts? Is it is possible to, to see something in a different way and 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 point to those as facts? I mean, that, that scares the hell out of me right now because of what's going on in the world, you know? Right. I, I want to cling to that there really is something that we're right and they're wrong, you know, but is that relative, you know? Well, okay, so this is really, this is the, a key point for me. And I, and I think that, like, so... Um, this is what I want to talk about, actually, because it's it's, it's and I love that 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 you can connect this to this to the theory of relativity because I think it can be, but right now I just want to I want to say that like, um, fa- facts like are relative, so and it's really it's the intention like so, the Trump administration was 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 had a particular intention for the manipulation of facts and for to come up yeah so to come up with these alternative facts it wasn't just that they saw things differently it's that they wanted to manipulate people's perceptions it it wasn't honest it wasn't right it wasn't like like this is i see things this way and you see things that way um right it's no it's that you see things this way and if i say that things are another way then it's it's going to change the way people are responding to what you believe. So yes, you know, and it, I, I think that what is the waters, right? And that was the purpose. So you know, but when you oh, think yeah. about, um, and I, and I think that that um, when I uh, talk to somebody who um, has, you know, what I see as alternative facts, um, like let's say for instance the uh the uh you know i i was in conversation with someone who didn't think that the the covid virus was a big deal and um i was 
talking to her and um, it was a difficult you know conversation because to me it is a very yeah. big deal and I'm very much in touch with you know the feelings I have about the suffering that it's causing for a lot of people yeah and so um, but what I have to do is in our conversation I have to you know, I, get, I told her, like, there are other things we, we talked about, too. Like, we talked about some race stuff. And she said some things about race that were painful for me to hear. Uh, I just said, you know, this is, this is painful for me to hear what you're saying, and I disagree with it. What I wanted was the conversation. And I, I, I felt like it's a, it's a matter of, like, what's important. Um, and so when... The facts, you know, you can look at the facts and you can whittle them down to say, like, this is the fact. This is like, okay, this person, um, like a police shooting, for instance. You could say this um, bullet was from the policeman's gun, right? And the person was <laughs> had their hands up, you know. Um, and then, but you, you could just like, anybody could go into whatever details they want to, to try to put across their point of view. I, I, I you know, so that's, it's the, that's the thing. It's like, how do we use the facts that we have available to us? And um, mm -hmm. so I think that there's some kind of connection. I feel like there's some kind of connection and I, with like this relativity thing. Um, and because I don't understand relativity well enough, I don't, I just, it's just a feeling. And so you were starting to say, like, because the okay. essential... I think I share the... Um, wait, there's just one I, thing. I share, the, I share the feeling. Yeah, you share the feeling. Okay, right. You, you said that, um, that like, because it deals with, like, the very rudiments of our whole reality. Because it, it deals with, yeah. you know, with... Um, you know, physical, you, you said, you know, light, and I forget what you said, but they like, you go, can you say, talk now about what you were going to say? Yeah, well, space, matter, and time. You could argue that those are fundamental, you know, building blocks of our reality sense. I mean, just as an example, all the, the measurements that we do, if you think about them, they're all based on mass, length, and time. Right. Like velocity is miles per hour, right, you know, weight right. you know and stuff like that density kilograms per cubic meter you know what i mean it's it's all dealing with we, we see the world through those kind of things you, you you can't help it i don't think you know so um see but i, I gotta say this is kind of a disclaimer to, to where we're going with this i agree with you you know i mean I, I um but i think einstein would disagree and and here's here's what i think he would say is all of this is like you, you're doing uh you know speculation you're bringing this into emotions and stuff like this he said what i said is can be rigorously mathematically defined it applies to space ma measurements matter measurements and time measurements right you know he he would withdraw from trying to push this into religion or or this like this he was one of the pack not that he didn't feel like you do and i do you know about the suffering and stuff like that and, and stuff like that he, he was aware of that and the beauty of the world and all that but in the physics part, it was this, this is a way of dealing. We have a mathematical description of explaining facts, even though, <laughs> even though, you know, he said that facts are influenced by theory, you know, which I, I, I love that, you know, anyway, but when you or I are doing, I think, I think is, I think is, is legitimate is using this as philosophically, you know, of, of saying, uh, how can these ideas be applied to uh, to other areas? Right. You know, I mean, not rigorously. Not it wouldn't be physics, but it's just by uh, and, and and you know, artists did that all the time. Artists you use that, rightly or wrongly, but they did. Like um, Durrell, Durrell um, wrote a, a thing. The 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 uh, court. Oh fuck! I forgot the name, the name of the book. Oh, I have it here. Somewhere. Uh, but he, he did it three space, three dimensions of space, one in time, as a 
as an order for this these novels that he that he wrote. Um, uh, Faulkner supposedly used these things too. Uh, Picasso knew about relativity. The whole the whole you know structure of the world in Paris and Berlin in in, in the twenties and stuff like that. It was flooding the you know uh, all, all people in the arts and the intellectual world. So. Uh, uh, cubism came out at the same time as uh, as relativity, as, as general relativity, which, you know, you're distorting things. Uh, the nude descending stair- staircase, you know that painting by Deschamps, where there's like kind of a, you know, blocky thing coming down the thing, extending out time. So the the ideas of the, the, the variability of space, mass, and time influence thinking and creative people, you know, right. from, from the beginning. Right. You know, so... So he was wary of it being misused, you know, because he was so often misquoted and, you know, something. Yeah, right, right. So I, I at the risk of, of, of misusing it, um, and I, I, I think that I, I, I would like to pursue this because um, I feel um, like actually there's something about it that I think that really, I mean, is powerful because, yeah, so I just don't, um, I think that there's, I, I'm not really sure how to, how to go about it, you know, but. Um, I think you're on the right track. I, I mean, I like what you say. I, I never thought about thinking truth in that way, you know. I mean, I mean, just, just to check, how about beauty? Right. See, I, I think and beauty and truth are are so inter <laughs> interrelated. I mean, you know, to me, truth is beauty. You know, I mean, like, you know, right? So you, uh, you know that 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 John Keats, the poet, said that in a poem. I I think truth he might have. Beauty. Did he read any of my stuff? Truth. He must have. He must. He must have. have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. So, so that's, uh, but but I mean, truth is so. Especially now in this post-truth time that we're living in, it's so. Right. So, so take take beauty because it's a similar thing. Is it is beauty an absolute? I mean. Um, right, and we both know that that's impossible, right? I mean, like, um, yeah, I, you I, know, I, and and also like, there's other things that 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 we take for granted as absolute, and and this is here's an example. For me, this like so. Um, uh, 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 evil. Okay, let's look at evil. Okay, so yeah. um, my cat is the cutest little animal in the world. Like she's she's just so cute. She's so cute. You know, she's like every time I look at her, I just smile. You know. Is is she there? No, she doesn't. She's at my house. Okay. So, um, uh, now, yeah, that would be good if I could show you. Yes, my please cute, show me the cuteness. <laughs> but um, I've seen her play with animals. I've seen her play with birds and mice. And she's not the, cute. To the mouse, she is not cute. And she could right. be considered evil. Like, you know, yep. here she is having fun throwing this mouse away that's dying, you know, throwing it around and, you know, so like evil, do you think that it's possible that, that, that evil is also in the mind of the, in the eye of the beholder? Like what is evil, you know? Um, yeah, it's one of those but, good questions. Right, and, and we, we think about, um, well, when I when I think like because we we have this tendency, I think to uh, to apply the word to human beings, and I and I have trouble with that because like I really have this very deep belief that everybody is born completely beautiful, you know, completely human, like nothing. They're not evil. I don't think that anyone's born evil, you know. And uh, and so, what causes people to do e- evil things? And um, so it's about relationships again. It's like, uh, you know, 
people think of Hitler as like the ultimate, like he's like, you know, Einstein, when you say genius, you say Einstein. When you think yeah. evil, you think Hitler. Right. Right. But that's in our times. Like there, there are other times, you know, when there are other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, but he couldn't have done it without the hey, aid of, you know, a lots of lots of people. Right. Worked, worked with him that you know, he wasn't working alone. You know? Right. And so these relationships um, are. How did that come to be that he was able to do so much destruction? And you trace it back, you know, to things that happened were happening in Germany, like you know things that, uh, you know. So I mean, we could go on and on with that, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it's again this thing of. Um, I think it's like it's about. I, I keep. I feel like it's about relativity. Uh, you know. Um... If I could just, you know, zoom out a little bit. Yeah. Relativity is an idea that, that Einstein had about the universe, about the physical universe, that opens us up to different ways of thinking about things. Yeah. So I feel totally legitimate, in spite of Einstein's objections, as yeah. like to, to applying his breakthrough way of looking at things differently to, to the rest of the world, you know, not, not trying to put mathematics on truth and beauty, but but I mean, just like you're thinking about it, you know, uh, can we rethink this thing? Can we change? Right. The, right. You know, yeah. And that's a really I love I love that's a, also a brilliant thing, because I, get, I think I get like into these um, modes where I, I want things to be so nice and clean and orderly. And so I want I want to be able to use his theory of relativity and think that it fits this concept perfectly. But I could also, instead of doing that, just say, well, it is inspired by that. And it's so, yes. you know, and it's a version of relativity. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a um, we're taking the idea that what I was, you know, inspired, like I think about relativity all my life since high school when you were, you know, introducing me to these ideas. And um, ever since, I was like, how can, like, this seems to, like, relate to so many things. Yeah. And so yeah, now right. I, I just feel like, wow, so that's like a blessing. I can use that to help me think about this thing, this stuff. And, and, and like, how, you know, we can communicate, learn. I think that we need to find new ways to communicate in this world. Yeah. And can we just bring this back to music again? Because, uh, it, you know, you know the, the term zeitgeist, like the, the, the spirit of the times. Uh, uh, the, it, there was a huge change in, in the 20th century. I mean, not that Einstein was working in a vacuum either, but when right. he came up with these ideas, he's basically, you know, in, in physics. I mean, his, his world was physics and mathematics at that time. But... Um, at very close to that, whether it was an influence of relatively directly or indirectly, people started to open up things. And so, look at the music. Look at look at at jazz, um, and and Stravinsky, and you know, uh, and some of those those other kinds of with twelve note scale and and stuff like that. You know, I mean, people opened up, and just like the 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 painters, they they, they started painting completely differently. You know, they saw things differently, and they. Right ability to be able to say is wait a second am i just doing the same old same old you know kind of thing there's a tree there's my tree you know kind of thing can i can i approach this differently can i just you know right right and, and yeah I, and, and it's it's uh it's really it's, it's so true everybody was was being influenced by everybody else and yes. that's just the nature of human beings like we we that's our social um that's I think one thing that that does separate us from a lot of other animals is like how much we're influenced. Well, there was a, an article today in the in the Times Science section about culture in animals. They're saying there's a breakthrough here that people are starting. That we're not the only ones that have culture. Animals have culture. Oh yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. And they they gave this example of a chimpanzee with stuffing grass in its ear, you know, and and they pushed it in there kind of thing and like wore it like kind of look at me, you know. <laughs> 
So <laughs> the other chimps started to do it too, and it wasn't easy because they had to put it in they could hurt. Really? And then it spread around, and then this this chimp died, and the, they were still doing it, you know, putting grass in their ears, you know. So, <laughs> that's you know. hilarious. <laughs> that one I really I love. <laughs> yeah. Because that that's you know. That's exactly wow. That's that's beautiful. I've been I've been actually reading a book called uh, about um, you know whales and different. Um, the, it, it's talking about chimps too. I think I haven't gotten to that part. Um, but and these birds, you know, their their cultures, you know, and the way and the way some whales, like these humpback whales, um, you know, have different. It's like folk songs. They have different for different regions, and they keep changing. Yeah, and like different areas, like you know, they're all humpback whales, but they have different songs for different areas. Different songs and d different distinct fishing methods, you know. Okay. Right. Can I run this by you? I just, um, you know, animals have a sense of direction that, that I certainly don't have. You know what I mean? I, I mean, they know where they're going. You know, God knows how they do it, but all animals do that. You know, birds and, you know, and butterflies, all that kind of stuff. And they're, scientists are constantly trying to figure out what mechanisms they use, you know, and they're always looking for mechanisms. And I think, I have this feeling, you know, I can share it with you and not many other people, but um, it's like everything is so entwined. You know what I mean? Spatially, temporally, everything like this. So we, we we learn in our everyday lives of I go down three blocks and I make a right and I look at my watch, you know, and stuff like this. And it's like it's like we're, we're so trained in that kind of thing. Maybe the animals bypass this whole thing and just interconnect. You know, I want to be there. I'm here. There is no time, space, or anything like that. Just, just get there. I, I, I don't know how, you know, if I could describe this, it would be pretty good. Right. <laughs> I don't know how, to, but I, I just think is that they sense this interconnectivity, and and they're not bothered by distances and and hours apart and stuff like that. They can just connect and. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I tried this out on some people. They looked at me funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so you know. Well, I I think like I I I I feel like you're kind of saying that like we're so stuck on our particular systems of navigation. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And, and not just navigation geographically, but navigating through everything. It's like yes, we use these yes. pointers, and we have these, and and like. I, I, it's possible, like you know, a lot of a lot of these um, brilliant, the brilliance, like the philosophers and stuff. And I think of Einstein as a philosopher. He and, was. He definitely was. Yeah. Whether he and, wanted to be or not. What? Whether he wanted to be or not. Right, 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 right. And um, um, it's just like he was kind of like bringing us back to what maybe people knew thousands of years ago like yeah. like they didn't they weren't so connected to this fixed thing of like this is the fixed reality and then That's everything right. you know like maybe they maybe that maybe it's just a blip and, and it's, it's, I, I just feel like the more, when I talk I you know I find words constantly that I have to kind of re-examine the, their use and like what do they really mean like what do yep. we really mean when we use this word or like where you know what is the meaning and it's again it's a relativity because it's the meaning is in relation to something you else know, that we were talking about it's not like I don't think these words don't have fixed meanings hey you know um, Noam Chomsky yeah he was a linguist Right, the greatest, greatest of of linguists. You know, I mean, they don't give prizes. That he, I saw a, a videotape that he made some years ago, and he he says, "What's a word?" And he lets you think about it. Or he was talking to some people, and they said, he, you, "Later, just think about <laughs> what you're saying." You know what I mean? What the hell is a word? How how, how do you define that? You know, and you see how s subtle it is. Just as you were starting to say, it's like. Right, you were just getting into that when I kind of cut you off, but 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 about what is it? What what are we talking about here? Oh, the word. Yeah, yeah, 
I mean, even the word word, right? Is that what yeah, the word like, word itself. And it's it's like, it's ambiguous. It's the ambiguity is built into the word itself. Whatever. Right. And so now, now we're, we're kind of getting back to music again, because, um, uh, you know, I think that, you know, it's, it's about uh, communication, like what is the purpose of communication? Like, words are used for different purposes. Sometimes it's like to tell somebody how to change the tire. Okay, let's say. You have to tell somebody how to change the tire. You know, it's really good for that. Right. You know? And you don't want to get too poetic. with, with Right, or a legal words. document or a business uh, thing. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Precise meaning is what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and leg legality, you know, then that gets problematic too. Because That's right. Yeah. That's right. Right. So, but like, um, and so in, 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 in uh, you know, poetry and music, you know, I mean, I think uh, like with songwriting, because that's, that's my uh, love. And um, when I try to actually say something in particular, um, I, I get all tangled up and, and, and it doesn't come out as good. You know, like if I, if I try to like say so, and then be specific about what I'm trying to convey in a song. It just mm. doesn't work that well, you know. Um, it's as it, as it probably shouldn't. Yeah, it's like like why not? If you if you really want to tell somebody something, <laughs> just tell them. To, you know, if I want to, you know, I don't know. It's um, yeah. Uh, but the but the and the music uh, as as is. Um, as a language, that's another thing that, that uh, you know, people say that music is a language. And I, I kind of think of language as generally more like, a, it's like a code, like you have to learn the code. You know, like English, you have to, is a language. And if you don't know the code, you can't speak it and you can't understand it. And mm -hmm. uh, whereas music, you don't need the code. You know, you just listen or you play. But if you if you want to um, play a particular genre, you have to know the code for that j genre. Like if you want to yeah. play jazz, you have to really study the language of jazz, which is different than the language of classical. Yeah. And and so um, yeah. And now I'm going off on tangents, but you know, it's all relative. That the catchphrase "it's all relative," you know, is. And that's what you, you started out this whole thing by saying uh, things are just not fixed. You use the word fixed, I think, as the absolute, uh, you know, I mean, if I'm translating it right, here we go with the word problem, right? Um, I would say absolute. That, that's what Einstein used. You know, there's the absolute and there's relative. So time went from being absolute to relative. I, I feel like the thing that I feel is hanging for me yeah is the is the thing about uh, the the um the speed of light and that's the part that i could probably just keep going around in circles trying to figure out this whole thing and i and I, I can't get it it's like <laughs> it's it's i have the same feeling about the speed of light as i did about this feeling of of direction of animals and birds connecting just just skipping all the markers but just connecting the dots because they're connected anyway you know what i mean that kind of thing um uh yeah so the, i don't get the speed of light being like it is either it doesn't compute I, it, it, because it's not like anything so i i have it that for me light itself is a great mystery as and you mentioned this earlier as the ancients knew as as people you know we we just started to pin it down we try to pin it down and you can't you can't pin it down Right, yeah. and so maybe that's that's the um, the, the final. That's we, we could just end on that, you know, like that. That you know, we some things you just can't pin them down. <laughs> light yeah, is, light, is that one of them? Yeah, yeah. Einstein here. Let me end with this. Einstein said uh, in his later life, he said, "For forty years, I've studied light." He says, "Today, every Tom, Dick, and Harry thinks he knows what light is. They don't." <laughs> Something like that, you know. Right. Okay. So, and then then there's Picasso, who said, "I have studied light, 
I think for probably 40 years. Um, and, and perspective and, you know, all the different elements of painting, you know, that, and he said, I, but I still can't figure out how to paint like a child. Ah. <laughs> so maybe that's, that, good. that's a good ending right there. Yeah. Okay. All right, Wally. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Here's a little known fact, actually, that it's very likely that I was conceived at the very moment that Einstein died. So, I'm just saying. Everybody music, it's an ancient genre and the latest craze. Everybody music, it's a human revolution, not a passing phase. Cause everybody is a musical body designed from the ground up to connect. And everyone can be a music gardener. All you got to do is so seats of music wherever you go. Don't forget to word them though. Everybody music. It's us. Awesome.